Hello there and happy Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, September 29th and on Monday the Eagles suffered a really ugly loss to the Cowboys 41-21. to Now earlier today head coach Nick Sirianni spoke with the Philly media and it's at the podium with the presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Nick Sirianni did admit that the Eagles need to run the ball way more often. He touched on getting running back Miles Sanders involved in the game plan more and on how players are being held accountable. Take a listen. Can you take him, um, some heat this week for play calling, especially into the running pass ratio? I'm just curious, how often did Jalen Hurts check in? There, there was some times that there are going to be RPOs that were reading somebody. Um, so you know that one time, you know, we're expecting to hand it off, but the guy does something a little different than what we thought, and we and we pull the ball, and that's and that's going to happen. I get that. Um, so, but as far as checking out of plays, we had some things that we were at the line of scrimmage doing, and um, there was there wasn't a lot of those either. Um, so again, I do need to do a better job running the football. There's no question about that. Uh, we need to be able to do that um, to help us be a balanced team and help us help us win football games. Um, but uh, but sometimes RPOs do play out that way, and we can't. What we do is we count RPOs if they're going to take a guy and replace and and get him out of the out of position for the for the pass. We actually count those as as runs, but we got to run the ball more. With those RPOs. Uh- Obviously, it can lend itself to an out-of-whack ratio. Does that bother you at all? Or are you okay with living with it? I'm okay with living with that as far as the, the ratio. Because like I said, we're reading a guy, right? We're not blocking a guy, in which it, it creates better angles for the entire offensive line when you do that. when Because you, you, you're, you're just reading, what, what did you do? Oh, you did that. I hand it off. Oh, you did this. I pull it. So I'm comfortable with that. We count those as runs. Are the lack of- Snap motions or motions at the snap meant to design to help Jalen? No, we we motion for a very distinct reason. We're gonna motion if we can create an advantage, if we can figure out what defense they're in, if we uh yeah, ma- majorly those two things, if we can get a guy in position to do his job better. So we're not, not a team that's gonna motion to motion. Um we're gonna do it for those three main reasons. So what are some of the ways that Jalen gets pre-snap indicators? Um through different formations that you're in, where linebackers are set, where safeties are set, if corners are over, um, the communication in bunches and stacks, the way they um, – so there, there's just a lot of different ways you can do that. Communication, numbers over bunches and stacks. Without, I mean, I pretty much gave you a, a lot of those, but I don't – I probably shouldn't have known the other teams could listen. But we we – find different ways to give him the coverage indicators. We're fight we're fighting like crazy to get that um many different ways and there's there's different ways to get it. In fact, I think defenses have gotten a lot better in general taking away some of the motion uh some of the motion like the one that you saw a lot that I've seen over and over again is you're in 3 by 1, you put the back out wide, create empty, you bring him home. Well, defenses are really they know what you're doing, and they've gotten better at disguising that. I'm not saying that's why we're not doing it, but they have gotten better at disguising it. One, one, of, the things, one of the things Jalen was saying after the game, obviously, is you know, he took the blame for the loss and everything like that. How, how would you assess the way he played, like the decisions he made? So. Yeah, I don't think that's fair for him to say. I take the blame for a loss on his part, but that's, you know, that's – 
what we're, we have built our program on, right? Is it one of them? The main thing is accountability and everyone should feel that way. Everyone should feel after a game that you lose, like what happened? Oh man, if I would have just made this player, this player, this play, that's on, uh, we would have won. And I think that's natural for, for people that take accountability of what they do. I mean, that I feel, I mean, that's, that's what I do. That's what our coaches do. That's what our players do. Like, Hey, if I would have just made this play, this play and this play, it would have been better. And so it, I don't think it's fair that he was, he, he puts it all on himself, but I do like the fact that he's taking accountability for the things that, that he feels like he messed up. Um, I don't think he played his best game. I don't think he played a bad game. Um, so, you know, there's improvement. We all need to improve. When you lose like we lost on Monday night, everybody needs to improve. Everybody needs to look in the mirror, um, starting with myself. And, and people are going to look up to Jalen and the things that he says and, 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 and he does and he leads by example. So I'm glad that he's, I'm glad that he's living that way and, and taking his responsibilities as he, as he needs to. That doesn't surprise me though. Devontae Smith was targeted uh, 13 times over the last couple of games, I believe. And Jalen and Devontae are growing together. We only caught five of those balls. What needs to happen from all of you to, to build that production to get them going together? Yeah, the, you know, we, we can get him some other easy touches here and there just to, just to help him get going. And I think that's, you know, when you're, when you're kind of in a, I don't want to say rut because I don't, I don't believe it's that, but when you, when you have that, like you said, five for 13, we just got to get him a couple easy touches here and there. And that's kind of like what you do with the quarterback too, or a foul shoot or a, a good shooter. You got to get, see the ball go through the hoop a couple times. So just get him a couple easy touches here and there. I know we got the one, we had a guy down, we had, we threw a screen to him. We had a guy downfield. Um, and, and, uh, so that, that was what we were trying to do on that play, but, um, just got to get him a couple easy touches to get, get, he's confident guy. So it's not to get his confidence back, but just to get him in a groove. Sorry. Uh, you've lost Isaac for the year. Does that sort of change your thinking at the guard positions? Because Brandon's going to be back at some point. Do you start to think about maybe situating Landon on the left side, or is that too many moving parts? Yeah, we've we've thought through every different scenario. At this time, I think it's a competitive advantage for us not to discuss who's going to play where. Um, but yeah, especially for this week, well, the people will figure out who we're playing where, obviously, after this week. But um, as far as when when Brandy gets back, um, you know, we got we got some time to think about that, you know, because we got a little bit of time before Brandon. Obviously, uh, losing Isaac is it, it hurts because he's a good player. He's a good teammate and uh, we'll miss him out there. Hey, Nick, when the, uh, Nick, when the, uh, when the, one of the broadcasts, uh, they said that they believe that Jalen doesn't hang in the pocket long enough go through his progressions and he gets out too quickly. Do you have you seen that? And if so, uh, do you work on that? So from from the beginning we've been talking about hey, how do we because I, I heard something one time where we where his off schedule throws on first and second now were like fifty percent or whatever it was, right? And then I heard that our old quarterback in Indy Phillip was like fourteen percent. So they were at the vast difference of the spectrum of, you know, one was number one in the league, one was 32, whatever it was. And my point was to him is, hey, we got to bring that from 50 to 35. And no, by no means do I want you to get to 14 because you guys are different players, right? But get get that to, to 35. And I think, you know, that's what he's doing because he still has this unbelievable weapon of being able to extend plays and being able to – um make things happen out of the pocket. So 
yes, we want him to, yes, we want him to throw in rhythm, but we don't want to limit him to who he is and what he can do, uh, and what he can do. So again, it's a fine line right there. I think he's done a better job. Are there plays that I thought that he got out of the pocket too quick? Sure. There's, there's going to be a couple of those, but those are going to be things that we're constantly, constantly talking about. And again, I got to do my job as a coach of yes, getting him is at 35, but not limiting to him to what his what his strengths are and who he is as a, as a player. Derek, you mentioned uh, accountability earlier. How uh, how are players being held to account? Like uh, you know, you obviously noticed Dark Barnett is frequently you know has has penalties. You guys are number one in the league in penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about holding yourself to account, but how are the players being? There's, there's, I think that when you, when you hold a player to a, to, um, to a standard, I, I don't want to say it that way. When you hold a player to a standard, you just point out the mistakes. It's as simple as, it's as simple as, Hey, here's what went wrong. Here's what the standard is. And that's what our job is to paint the picture. Obviously the standard in penalties is don't jump off sides. Don't, don't both sides of the ball. Right. Um, but you paint the paint, the standard of what the, what's required on each play. And when the play is met, when the standard is met on the play, you, you congratulate and you get excited about it. When it's not, you correct it. And it is, it's really as simple as that. We put it. So when we're watching tape, if, if this was the tape right here and we're watching the film right here, right? The plays up at the top, the numbers of who made a mistake on the player down here at the bottom left. And so that's every play that they watch practice uh game it doesn't matter it's down here at the bottom left so every play they're getting corrected visually and then they'll hear us hear us talk about it the way you the way you handle it is different every time sometimes it's a uh, hey we got to do this here boom, boom, boom. sometimes it's like hey we got to do this it's just, the tone's different every 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 time and the tone is and the tone and the way you do it every time is different but what's very clear is here's the standard Here's what's expected. If we don't live up to that standard, this is the, you know, we, we, we correct it. If we do, we high five, we congratulate each other. Can you tell that Barnett's getting it? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I do. I, I do. I obviously, you know, the pre-snap penalties, I, we had too many pre-snap penalties on all of us. And that's just, that's just concentration. That's just uh focus. That's just being, being disciplined. And that, you know, Derek wasn't the only one that had a, had a false start. Um, pardon me, an encroachment or, or offsides. And so we, we all got to get better at that. But yeah, I see improvement. I see improvement. And, and I'm, and that's, you know, again, that's our job as coaches to point it out and not let anything slide. I mean, we owe it to our team to just every little detail, hammer home every detail, not let anything slide. That's how you get better. But in Sure. It's just like any, it's like a, it's like a play. If, if, if we're running a play to Kenny Gainwell and I'm just using him as an example and we, we practice that play and he doesn't accomplish his goal in the play. Well, we're crazy to keep putting him in on that same play. Right. And so it's, it's like that with everything. I mean, you know, that, that's how we, we're going to put the guys in we trust and that, and I'm, and I'm not, and I trust, we trust, we trust Derek. I know that's where you're going with that, but and we trust our players. It's just, but it's like that with everything. If a play, it, so if a play's not working out the way it's supposed to be because the guys continue to make mistakes, that guy can't be in on that play. And it's no different there with pre-snap penalties as well. Do you have, do you have, a, do you have a weekly meetings with uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman? And if so, when? 
Yeah, that we we talk all the time. Um, you know, I, this is awesome organization in the sense that Mr. Lori's at practice all the time, so I get to talk to him at practice uh, every every day at practice. So as far as a scheduled meeting, no, I, there's no scheduled meeting. Miles Sanders, do you have to have a conversation with him? Just let him know he's still a big part of things, and uh, after just five touches, yeah, and and, and part two of that is just. Do you see him as the kind of guy that you really just have to find a way to get the ball in his hands X amount of times each game? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I don't want to say it is. It's an X amount of game. Does he need more than five touches? Of course. You know, the way the game went, he didn't. He didn't get that. Um, and yes, when when guys and I don't and I don't want to just single out Miles, but when guys are down because of their role and we expect more out of their role, whether because they didn't accomplish it on their own or I didn't give them a chance to accomplish it on their own. We are. That's we got to pick guys up. We got That's that's what a team does. Pick them up and let them know that you believe in them still. And so, um, as far as as far as Miles getting touches, there's no doubt. We got to get our playmakers the ball. He's a playmaker. He's shown that he's a playmaker. Uh, whether it's in screen game, whether it's uh, you know out of the backfield or getting the ball. Follow up on Jalen Hurst. See, and the RPO stuff. See, are you happy with the decision making? He's He's doing in those situations, knowing with the right for the right place with the ball. I, I am, yeah, I am, and and that's and that's the you almost you know he's he's done a really good job of going through his reads, in my opinion, too. Of where I think he's going when it's drop back pass game or when it's play action pass game, I see him going to the right place with the ball often. All right, more so, way more like an acceptable amount, if, if not more, um, with the RPOs, there's, well, you read one guy, right? And so I think he's, because he's handling the volume of a lot of things, well, as far as his decision-making, I think it, you know, RPOs are even easier and he's handling that as well, well too. It looks like he's, I'll get been, you he's been very effective, uh, early, not getting as much playing time as, as say Devontae and Jalen. You think at some point he's going to earn? He's pushing for that because he's been. I think that I think that we have a very talented young wide receiver core that that will play itself out. Like this is just the way this business goes, right? You make plays, we're going to find ways to get you more plays. You don't make plays, you're going to get weeded out of the equation. And Quez has done a really good job of making plays. Uh, There's there's no doubt about it. So. Um, he's, he's done a great job. I think someone asked me last week about that. He's done a great job, not just playing with his speed, but also playing physical, playing mean, playing tough and going up and getting the ball on contested catches. Yeah. You know, I want to be a, a like create explosive plays and protect the football. That's always going to be our identity because those are just you, you win the turnover margin and you and you win the explosive play battle, then you you're 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 going to win a lot of, a lot of games. And so that's always where it's going to start on that and it's multi, it is multiple. It's based off of what teams are giving you and what are, what's going to happen. So we're going to be able to be in our play actions and be able to push it down the field. We want to be able to dink and dunk um, when the defense gives you that, we want to be able to run RPOs. Obviously, you've seen us run Jalen. We want to be able to do that. Um, you know, our screen game, our movements, those are, you know, those are just some different things. And we want to be able to run the football and, and, uh, and take some off of, of a young quarterback and, and help, help out. So, because when you run the football too, it, exp- it creates explosive plays with the play action game.
E-G-N.